Welcome to the Points of Performance podcast with me, Tom Blake. Uh, this is episode nine, and this week I have Helen Gatt, who is coach and owner of CrossFit Outwork in um, lovely Wilson. How are you doing, Helen? Uh, not bad, thanks, Tom. How are you? Well, thank you. It's good to see you again. I've not seen you for got to be a few years now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while since, obviously, since you moved over to 3D and then... I think I dropped into your place once, so I think you were there. Yeah, yeah, you snuck in with Phil, didn't you? <laughs> I snuck in. Yeah, I think you were down, doing power cleans. Down for little Always doing power cleans, mate. <laughs> I just snuck in. Nice. I snuck in for a bit of bench. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, really good to see you. Um, so today uh, we're going to be talking about pregnancy, training through pregnancy um, in, in a particular CrossFit um, and afterwards as well. Um, that's something that Helen has been putting a lot of time and effort into researching and educating herself on. So I just thought we'd cover that uh, subject. I've trained um, quite a, a couple of women now who've gone through pregnancies and afterwards. Um, so it's just to share experiences really and hopefully lend a bit of uh, good information and experience to people who are newly pregnant or going through it or they've had a baby and trying to get back into training now yeah cool. so would you tell me what you've been uh, up to then mate yeah so um as tom mentioned together with my husband sam i own crossfit outwork over in warrington and we've been open for well it was four years in march and um, we wow. just missed out celebrating our four-year anniversary with our members because we had to close um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're waiting for a big celebration once we get back open um, so I've been coaching um, CrossFit for the whole time that we've been open and, and personal training, that kind of thing. Um, and a year ago, I had my own babies. So um, little boys turned one at the beginning of, I had twin boys, they turned one at the beginning of July. Um, so trained, it's Fraser and Ellis. Um, Lovely. Got a little Fraser, a little Fraser and Ellis there. Um, them, them, them in. I love him. Obviously, I love him. But um, <laughs> so yeah. So I um, trained throughout my pregnancy, um, and then obviously I had my postnatal recovery period. Um, and at the same time, there were a couple of other girls that were pregnant in the gym as well. Um, so they had babies around the same time as I did. Um, and so all of that has just led to like real focus on. Right, this this is something that needs specific attention, like training through pregnancy and um, like a safe and a strong postnatal recovery, particularly within um, like high intensity training situations for all exercise really. But um, I think in CrossFit, it's it's something that's kind of it's not studied well. Um, it's not there's not a lot of um, education around that. There's not a lot of um, literature in terms of um, CrossFit and and pregnancy training and postnatal recovery. And I just fell in love with it, really. Um, so since coming back to the gym after having my boys, I created the Mum Strong movement, um, which is uh, classes and personal training and programming. Um, I've got a podcast. It's just information all about training throughout pregnancy, training for a postnatal, uh, like a strong and safe postnatal recovery, and everything else that comes along with that. Um, that that information is just isn't really available. It's not even available really to the general public um so if you were yeah to, never mind to um never mind to yeah. trainers or you know absolutely coaches. yeah so if you were to like yeah google exercising while pregnant you'll probably get something from the nhs that says you know it has like general guidelines and general information and it has to be general because they're talking to 
the whole of the country. You know, they've got yeah. to they've got to be able to include everybody under those guidelines. But specific guidelines and what's um, what's good for you as your you know you as an individual and your individual pregnancy um, is really really varied and really unique. So to have somebody that you can go to that's going to deliver the actual correct information for you. It's just, it's not very available. Um, so I've decided to become that person for a lot of women and I absolutely love it. Really mm. love it, really enjoying it. Yeah, do you like do you like the variance of um, clients you've got as well? Like their pregnancies are obviously really different and they have to be trained differently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I have to put an awful lot of thought into each individual and it changes week by week, um, particularly throughout pregnancy. You know, your pregnancy changes sometimes daily, but but weekly. So it's not just kind of like a, a general, like progressive kind of program that we take PT clients through. Um, and it's not, you can't do a one size fits all. It has to be considered every single week. Okay. What's this, what is this person's goals? What are this, are this person's restrictions? What is their pregnancy looking like right now? What is their postnatal recovery looking like right now? How are they feeling emotionally? Um, which is a huge part of it as well. Like you can't just look at the mechanics of a person and, and, and take that as the whole um, you've got to you've got to really get to know your client on an emotional and a, a very personal level which is is lovely as well so i get to get a real connection with the, the women mm. that i work with that's really yeah that's very interesting like i'm not taking it away from the pregnancy side of it i found myself coaching people in the past that the better the communication and the more you know them the more you get out of them anyway yeah, that is that stands that. for absolutely everybody that you yeah. work with. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's like the the probably one of the main things really is safety, isn't it? You'd say with with your, with your pregnant yeah. clients. Yeah, obviously we've got to take safety into an account, into account. Um, there are certain things that we just have to be mindful of. Um, so if we're talking like pregnant women, then um we want to just make sure that they're comfortable throughout that they're not experiencing any pain any dizziness any lightheadedness that any symptoms pass um i think there's some there's still some information going around about like keeping heart rate under 140 and things like that but that's actually um not something that you need to worry about so much it's more about perceived effort for that client yeah. um you know a, a, fit, a fit woman yeah. yeah a fit woman will be able to have a much higher heart rate and still feel okay and be able to hold that it's, Especially if you've been doing it for the past five years in CrossFit absolutely. classes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, we can't just assume that everybody who's starting to train while they're pregnant is is a is a first time exerciser. You know, elite athletes train while they're pregnant and to tell them to keep the heart rate under one forty would be near impossible for them to get a decent level of intensity. Yeah. For Don't want to lose all those pregnancy. gains, do we? <laughs> well, yeah, we you know, we've got to we've got to manage that that expectation, that mindset. I think yeah, you know, training throughout pregnancy is a there are different gains to be had, definitely. I think the <laughs> I think the mindset, like if you can, the earlier you can shift that. Well, I say you, like it's going to happen to me, but the earlier um, your your client or your pregnant lady can shift that mindset and and stop thinking about pursuing the athletic goals, like oh, I want to lift this much, I want to do this muscle, this many muscle ups or whatever. And if that can just change and just re, like restructs what you think and change to like right these are my goals instead now and i think when you can make that really clear you can get like a happier client absolutely yeah we've got you know part of part of my job as a coach particularly with women who've been training for a while is tackling that athlete brain and that can be so hard 
to give up you know women can go through the whole pregnancy trying to work on on getting over that um and it, it's tough if, if you're somebody who's trained for a long time and you've trained for competition you've trained to continually get better and better and better to be suddenly be told okay now you've got to think about different goals and that's not going to be how much you can back squat it's not going to be how fast you can run it's not going to be how many, how many muscle ups you can do um but i think just laying out to the athlete the kind of things that she needs to just really take hold of and and, and own throughout her pregnancy for her training yeah. um you know you can you can have that athlete mindset as long as it's directed in the right place yeah so we're not so, going to worry about what weight is on the bar but we're going to make sure that you are moving really really well and that any fault in your movement we're going to address and we're going to change that and that's where you're going to send that athletic brain towards um obviously there, there are numerous areas but yeah it's something that really needs working on with clients and if and if you don't then there's the risk of that client then pushing into areas that are seemingly unsafe or perhaps yeah. not all going the other way all going the other way really and becoming really demotivated because they yeah. don't feel like they're actually training for anything yeah yeah that's it you know if 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 the num if they're still concerned about the numbers on the board um then to see those change in a direction that that doesn't fit with them is it can be demoralizing and it can move them towards not wanting to train and to feel bad about the the condition of their body and and potentially bad about their pregnancy um yeah. and and you know what's what's to come um so being able to manage those expectations with your client and manage their feelings and address that like don't sweep it under the rug like you need to that's why we have such i have such a, a good like relationship with my clients because i need to address those things with them i need to be comfortable having those conversations and saying look you know i know i know you're feeling shit about this right now and it's totally valid you're totally warranted to feel shit about this but talk to me i will find a way that's going to make you feel a bit better yeah yeah you know, absolutely. We'll, we'll work that out together and i'll help you with that um and that kind of conversation is really important definitely yeah what um what exercises have you found like say let's just let's put ourselves to 20 weeks if you mm -hmm. want to you can find out what gender your baby is mm -hmm. and at this point how are you feeling like what what movements are you look at looking at maybe getting rid of yeah so that, that halfway point that like right in the middle of the second trimester um it's it's a big time of it's a big shift change so bump will start to show belly will start to get bigger obviously you'll have seen your baby again you'll um a lot of women tend to feel a bit more relaxed about the pregnancy by that point because it's an anomaly yeah. scan so it's a bit of a milestone isn't it it is yeah it's kind of like okay like, we've ooh, hit the first week scan we yeah. find yeah we're halfway there we found out that you know baby's completely happy and healthy and growing well um i've kind of got myself used to the fact that i'm pregnant everybody knows i am and it's starting to show um but at the same time that second trimester is kind of when you get a bit of your energy back the morning sickness kind of stops Hopefully. so you, you can have you can feel start feeling better it's that like pregnancy glow time um potentially for some women it's not for some people some women it's still a time of feeling a bit rubbish um your morning sickness can last throughout a whole pregnancy for some women but generally speaking you start to feel a little bit better you start to feel a bit more pregnant it starts to become a bit more real um but yeah in terms of like actual physiology um, and the physical changes 
there's going to be some movement changes, particularly with that growing abdomen. Um, yeah. So taking care of your bump and um, the exercises that include like heavy loading on the core, they're yeah. the kind of things that you probably want to um, look at first, as well as like um, starting to think about the movements that are putting a lot of impact throughout through your pelvic floor. So yeah. if we're talking core movements, the first things to go um, will probably be things like sit-ups, toes to bar, that kind of stuff, that, that like crunch kind of movement. Yeah, compression. Um, yeah, and the reason why we want to look at removing those movements is um, to do with like something called coning or doming of the abdomen. And that's where your belly goes from like a nice round shape to either like a pointy shape in the middle, or you might get a ridge down the front of your tummy. Um, and that's where your abs have started to separate to make room for the baby. And by putting that pressure through your core, it's squishing it in the side and puts a lot of pressure down the middle um, of your tummy, which is like a really thin, um, layer of tissue that holds your abdominal muscles together so we want to take care of that not stretch it out too much yeah um those kind of movements anything that puts like a lot of load through the core so planks might start to become uncomfortable and you might have to start like raising uh, press up up so doing them up on a box or um, yeah. on some rings um yeah parallels and, and like, that sort of stuff yeah yeah just like raising the floor a little bit so there's not as much pressure through your core um, and then holding weight, like either on the, on, like on your shoulders or overhead, just making sure that you're, um, taking care to not like squeeze your tummy too much and seeing that hanging movements as well, like pull-ups and, and things like that. Um, you can see that in, so they're kind of the kind of movements that you, you might want to start paying attention to and seeing how your body reacts to it. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, like those pelvic floor impact movements. So you might want to start thinking about taking out jumping double unders, running, that kind of stuff um, for a preservation thing. So you might not experience any negative symptoms while you're doing those yet. You might think like, yeah, double unders still feel great. I'm still able to run. Um, but kind of thinking about the, the can versus should kind of thing. Yeah. Like I can do these, but if I really want to preserve my pelvic floor, if I want to um, have a strong recovery following the birth of my baby um, and, not, and, and potentially reduce the risk of, um, anything like pelvic organ prolapse um, or, se or um, separation of the pelvic floor muscles, then working to take those movements out and getting comfortable with removing those movements through your workouts, that's going to help preserve that pelvic floor. And just because throughout pregnancy, your babies grow in um, and that's like so much pressure on your pelvic floor, just walking around, just moving around. Um, so just to help it, help it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, become friends with your pelvic floor. It's, it's, it's there for you. <laughs> be there for it so yeah that's yeah. probably the kind of stuff that you you're going to start but it's it's quite difficult in that time in that like midway point to tackle that athlete brain that's yeah. where that's going to come in so it's going to come on to that next so it's like right i can't do helen's told me i can't do bar muscle ups i can't do handstand push-ups maybe i can't do um kipping pull-ups shit what i'm gonna do how am i gonna keep my game yeah. So it's like That's at that it. point, it's like time for time for you as a coach to step in and be like, right, here's what we're gonna do. And not only is it something to do instead, but this is also gonna improve those things and those aspects. So what Usually, would you yeah, so yeah. so this is like the fun bit for a coach, isn't it? It's like figuring out really good ways where we're like, right, we can't do keeping on stand push-ups, but what we can do is Z press you know mm -hmm. or we can do yeah we can do some sort of pressing for pull-ups we can do hell of a lot of bent over rows we can pull a rope a sled on a rope 
you know, it, it just becomes really fun at that point. And then trying to yeah. get into your athlete's head because they're still an athlete, get into their head and make them think like it's a really positive thing for them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, it's a real opportunity to, um, move in different ways and to enjoy moving like that's that's what I kind of try and speak to my clients about it's something that I loved about training while I was pregnant the freedom to just move and enjoy moving like it removed all sense of competition even like for myself for the most part I wasn't worried about my own performance um and yeah like I, I I, I didn't care about the numbers that were going on the board because I was just enjoying my session so much yeah. and enjoying what I had been doing and the different ways in that I've been moving that, yeah, that it kind of helped that athlete brain disappear. Um, and yeah, you're right. You know, we get, we, you know, if, if we're telling our athlete, okay, we've got to remove keeping pull-ups from your programming. We've got to take those out because we want to preserve your, the um, condition of your core then that can be like really disheartening, especially if there was somebody like that were just really getting into them. You know, they just before they got pregnant, they just managed to do like the first few workouts, we're keeping pull-ups in them and then we're like something they've been working on for a long time. And then within a couple of months, you're like, okay, you need to set them on the back burner for a little bit to be able to convey to them that what we're doing is removing one particular movement pattern, but what we're not doing is getting rid of the way that you can practice that movement, the way that you can build that strength and the fun that you can have doing those movements so that when the time comes for you to reintroduce those movements postnatally, you won't have lost all your gains. You won't have yeah. completely forgotten how to do the movement. You'll be able to build back into them in a way that you know doesn't feel like you've, you, yeah. you're starting all over because that's the worry as well, isn't yeah. it? It's like if I stop now, if I start again, I'll be back to square one, um, yeah. and we can manage that. That doesn't need. Well, to we be just to, just explain to them that you can preserve the foundation of strength for that movement, even though it'll feel a bit foreign again when they do begin pull-ups or whatever it is. They'll only have a strict yeah. base of strength that that's way more than enough for the task. Um, yeah, that's it. And, and there's like loads of things like, you know, if people have got unstable hips or whatever, then you can work on single leg. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big part of like through the, the intentions of training through pregnancy as well is, is training to maintain um, that really foundational, like functional movement and, and foundational strength. So you want to be developing better hip strength and, and glute strength you want to be developing more upper back strength because yeah. those areas are going to take a huge toll as a pregnancy progresses and then as yeah. you become a new mum and you spend all day sat down nursing a baby there's areas of the body that take a big hit you know you're going to be getting up and down off the floor more than more than you ever have done so we're going to work to make sure that you're nice and strong to do that so yeah. we're gonna we're going to make you stronger and we're going to work on um on those areas but that's something as well that will come in through that halfway point is women will start to experience other symptoms of pregnancy so low back pain maybe upper back pain hip pelvic pain so that's something you've got to take into account as well um, so if someone if your athlete comes in and they're complaining of pelvic pain then we need to remove single leg movements because we can't train through that pain and, and no amount of strengthening will remove that pain. It's just pregnancy yeah. related, but there's so much that we can do double leg. That's going to help support that whole area of the body and, and potentially make them feel better. Yeah. Um, strengthen that, strengthen the legs, glutes and back so that, you know, it's like you just stood there with this weight in front of you, pulling you forward. Yeah. It's if like wearing your backpack on your front all day. Yeah. And every week, adding another massive book to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Yeah, um, it's, it, 
it's like that rook run they did at the games, you know, where they just kept putting more weight in the bag every yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, I do. But, yeah, I don't blame that phase of throwing one out. <laughs> but that bag's going in your uterus. Exactly, yeah, it's right in your tummy. <laughs> it's you're walking around with it on your bladder. That's where it is. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> kicking your ribs. I'm yeah. talking like this oh, happened me. to me, right? It didn't did definitely didn't happen to me. Um yeah, Laura did we well, I had the uh, pleasure of training my wife Laura through her pregnancy yeah. and that it was it was really good you know it was like it was nice bonding for us but we just went through loads of pulling strength loads of single leg strength made her ass and the legs really really strong um, yeah and then just just stuff where we're like boom this is going to be for handstand push-ups when you come back this is going to help yeah. ring dips this is going to help that because she's very much like the athlete sort of brain and she is yeah she's yeah yeah She's pretty nails, isn't she? She's pretty fit. <laughs> she was 50th fittest in the UK in the Open last year. She's pretty fit. And that was six months after having Thea. Mega. Mental. So that's, that's the thing as well. Like, you know, we, we're talking about, obviously, you know, your wife who is who was a high-level athlete before she got pregnant and managed to maintain that throughout her pregnancy and did really well and then came back from having a baby and, and everything just, you know, fitting well for her and... Um, but that's yeah. not it's not always the case, is it? As no, you know, I mean, we, we thought we, we, didn't, we didn't think it'd go that way um, because yeah. Arab Arab wall didn't open up with Thea. Yeah. Um, so she was breech and they couldn't turn. Wow. Her, tried and um, she ended up having a C-section. Right. See um, that that is so. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure Laura's heard this many times, and I'm sure she's still you know recovering from the experience, but it. You know, it's it's that's really quite uncommon, um, but just shows, you know, the the, the tension within within her core um, and how strong she was going she in. Had an, she did um, have an eleven pack when Thea was. She did, she did. Pictures of it. Um, wow. I think it was about. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, uh, like yesterday or two years, a couple of days ago, when we found out that she was pregnant. Um, oh. Thea, and there's pictures of her, and she's just like shredded <laughs> um, yeah it's mental like how how are you checkers um yeah <laughs> but yeah that, that yeah that was definitely something we were worried about and it would be tough to begin to overcome but um because yeah. we, tr- we 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 both believe that because we trained strict strength we were careful we we went off how laura felt every session yeah. and we did it very carefully and then we built a core back up really really slowly after yeah. Thea was born, um, that's what's contributed to it, you know, like cracking on doing muscle ups like four or five months after she was born. And I don't, yeah. I can't, I don't even think it was that long. Obviously, yeah. everybody's different. I don't know, it sounds like I'm bragging about how cool she is, but it, um, it, we mate, just had to, we just played it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just had, we just had to, like, like anyone. And, you know, it might be like, it might take someone years to get back to where they were beforehand just depending on what happens with the birth absolutely like pregnancy is unpredictable but birth is you you can you can have all the best laid plans and you can do everything seemingly right but what will happen will happen and no one can predict what's going to happen um so you could say the cesarean made it more predictable yeah because you know you've got we're going to cut you open and then pull her out (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seemingly, you've got you've got that. Like, this is the way this is going to go. It's not going to yeah. result in additional tearing and additional. But you know, it's yeah. still 
major abdominal surgery and yeah <laughs> and and the emotional things that come along with all that i think that's the the biggest part particularly with the, the women that i work with postnatally is you know you can kind of deal with the physical aspect of your birth and how it goes because you can you know your body heals and the things that you can do to help it and there's ways that you can move and um that you can exercise and you can eat but overcoming the emotional side of it is usually the most difficult part and it's all intertwined as well so you know while um you know if an athlete like laura might have come back into the gym and be banging out pull-ups within a couple of months and you know everybody's looking at her like look at her she's bounced back she's done really well and you know it's not it's like she's never been pregnant it's not even touched her when actually inside she's feeling like this is not my body this is not how I want to feel this wasn't the birth experience I wanted I'm still trying to get over that but kind of expected to be like oh yeah it was great and I'm yeah I know I look amazing but you know so it's you've got to bear that in mind that just because someone has a seemingly like breeze of a, a, a recovery or you know an uncomplicated birth doesn't mean that they feel okay about it yeah um, that's definitely not a sign I've thought about things, that right? much to be perfectly honest um, yeah, well, they, but yeah. I, I can see why like oh yeah I mean I can, I can see why though I mean you have grown another human being and yeah. at the end of it you know you're left with yourself again and yeah. it's how you, what relationship, how you feel about that again, isn't it? Like, okay, like now yeah. what? Yeah, hmm. it is. And it's something I've spoken about before. And, and I think a lot of, until they've heard it, like a lot of women haven't kind of realized, but it's kind of like grieving for your past self, for your pre-pregnant self. You've got to go through like a grieving period. You've also got to go through like a grieving period for potentially for your birth um, and your labor like how that yeah. panned out and then you've got to try and figure out a this new life as a new mum because that's that's mental that's it switches overnight your life becomes entirely different that you could never have imagined whilst also trying to figure out right this is my this is this is my body now like I, I did not I didn't sign up for this I didn't sign up to be feeling like this I didn't sign up for these aches and pains I didn't sign up for this this told me that I'm looking at I didn't sign up for this feeling like in my pelvic floor that you know no one told me about that and I don't like it and I don't know what to do about it um but being told you know because someone because for some reason when you're pregnant or you've just had a baby it's like carte blanche for people to say what they like about your body (laughs) and and then and then you know get offended if you if you disagree or if you say please don't comment on the way I look um you know to sort of it's not just like that. You've got that internal battle going on, but then also the ex- seeming the expectations of other other people and and the things that they feel about you, which can make you feel um, lesser than you should be, or you feel like you should be something else because people are telling you you look great, or that you're doing so well, or that you know. Oh, and and that term of like bounce back, like I fucking hate that. Like yeah. no one's bouncing nowhere no one's expecting you to bounce anywhere and you should certainly should be going backwards um you, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a slow ride forward that's what we're gonna do and you're gonna become you're gonna become a new person but you're gonna enjoy that person that you become over time you need to go through these grieving periods you need to work on telling people to fuck off <laughs> that's something yeah. i got 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 good at while i was pregnant like especially having twins it seems like double comments of people need to comment on the size of your belly so it was either like 
I can't believe you've got two in there. Or, oh my God, you're huge. You've, oh, yeah, I can definitely tell you've got twins. Like, yeah, imagine saying that. To, imagine saying that to someone. Like, you know, you wouldn't dream of it, would you? Just going up to, and commenting on someone's body. Yeah. Like, if you did, say for example, they're not pregnant and they've just got a big belly. You're like, yeah. It, it's it's a it's a very weird like... subject, but it's just like like you said, like you said, it's just accepted. Like, oh wow, yeah. look at the size. Look at the size of your belly. You know. It's it's definitely a weird one, and and obviously yeah. it can leave you feeling a bit shitty or a bit angry, maybe. That's it, because particularly throughout pregnancy, you're already dealing with the way that your body's changing, and you're, if you're somebody who has put a lot of effort into the condition of their body before you were pregnant, to then have to deal with changes beyond your control is really hard anyway. It's difficult to yeah. come to terms with yourself. Um, you may be having negative feelings about about your body um and especially if, you have, if you're having a hard time with pregnancy if you're feeling sick all the time or if you can't eat or you're you know, not sleeping got well. loads of aches and pains yeah you're not sleeping well and then and then certain exercises that you love are taken away from you you've got to do something different and then people are coming up and, t- and telling you that you look massive or like yeah also know, or, the, or like even, the, vol- even, the volume of your exercises had to be reduced yeah that's like if you know do you know what i mean if you're, if you're someone who's training a few couple of times a day maybe a few times a week and you know. Yeah, and that like fatigue has taken that away from you, and you, you know you start to lose your identity, and then it, it seemingly becomes that you're you're someone else's property, or your other people's property. You're being rented out. Right to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, and this is something that this is the reason why I've started like the Mum Strong movement is because as soon as you get pregnant, the focus is on the baby. Every medical appointment that you have is about the health of the baby. You might get the odd question like, are you doing your pelvic floor exercises or how do you feel? But it's all about, you know, your midwife appointments, your scans, you know, your blood tests are all to do with, let's make sure the baby's healthy, let's make sure the baby's okay, make sure the baby's okay. And very little of it is about like, how are you doing? Because yeah. you're the one that's, that this is happening to yeah yeah baby you're the one that's going through this exactly yeah and if and if mum's not okay then baby's not going to be okay you know babies feel stress and anxiety that has an impact on them and the 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 worst condition your body is in then the less chance that baby has the worst condition your mind is in the less chance that that baby has so um yeah to then and that and that it extends beyond like medical professionals and healthcare it's it extends to even like friends and family of you know, like, how's the baby doing? And baby, baby, baby. It's like, you yeah. know what? I feel pretty shit, actually, but thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to bear that in mind when when training, like, particularly pregnant women, of just, like, don't even talk to them about the pregnancy unless unless that's something yeah, they want to do. they're still a person. Like, regardless yeah. of that they're, they're a pregnant person, they are, first and foremost, a person, a human being who needs to be looked after. Who's going through something pretty tough and life-changing. Yeah, and that's why they're stood in front of you, asking you for your help to, to help them. So yeah. you've got a duty to be be what they need you to be, to be that support yeah. and to be and that that help. Some women, I know I know some women who've, who've come to me for training and said, I'm pregnant now, I'm fucking dealing with it like a boss, but when afterwards, I'm going to need some help. Yeah. But before, and, and luckily, like they're strong-minded enough just to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine leading up. I'm fine going through mm-hmm. pregnancy. I'm confident, mm-hmm. happy with everything, just buzzing to be pregnant. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going to happen here. That's going to be yeah. a bit scary, scary, hairy. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. It's an unknown territory, especially if it's like first time. 
um, you've absolutely no idea what, what that's going to look like. Um, and that's where your job as a coach is to help them just manage that period and manage their expectations throughout it. You know, even yeah. if they're like, like bossing it throughout pregnancy, you can still offer them additional help and advice. You can still help them to get the most out of what they're doing. You know, even if it's like referring them to, or giving them the, the name and number of a, a, a women's health physiotherapist. Yeah. Saying, go, go, go make contact with her. She's your first port of call after you've had your baby before you get back to training. Like yeah. she'll give you the, the groundwork to start from. Um, and whatever happens happens and we can work through it together and we can work on it together no matter how this birth turns out no matter how you're feeling postnatally there are ways that we can help you so don't worry about it um yeah and there's prep stuff you can do and there's things that you can you can offer for that time you know those first six eight weeks where nothing's happening you know there's still breathing work to be done and movements and stretches and all this like healing things that help you heal and, and start that rehab and recovery process that like if you give your client those that information before she has her baby it'll help to like just allay some of those worries and some of those fears and give her a bit of an idea of okay yeah i'll you know i kind of know what i'm going to do after this baby arrives and um, yeah it's a good point because if she's got a plan she's going to feel a bit a little bit more secure as to what's going to happen because that's something she can then control isn't it it is yeah and it kind of helps her to to begin to accept whatever birth it is that she has um so she knows that regardless of of what happens whether she has a vaginal or a abdominal birth whether she tears or needs stitches or instrumental whether she has an epidural or not like she can there are still things that she can do afterwards to help that recovery regardless yeah. of how that turns out um like it's not like you can only start doing these exercises if you've had a complication free vaginal birth um like you can do these no matter or do some of these no matter how that turned out for you yeah brilliant it's good it's good so what's what's next then what's next for mumstrong what's the plan mate oh i've got oh big dreams mate <laughs> huge um so at the minute it's um it's, it's quite well i'm gonna say quite small at the minute in terms that it's just me um but i'm talking to and like getting in contact with um a few other girls within the industry so primarily i work with a um a pelvic health physiotherapist a women's health physiotherapist um all my clients go to her and we work together with these women um, so we'll be doing some more work together on just like educating um pregnant and postnatal women and getting more information out there um there's also a couple of girls who are coaches um and have been pregnant themselves um, and have got a real interest in it so we're going to start you know just help make this information more widely known um because that that's that's the biggest problem is that this information is there but no one knows how to get hold of it um and no one knows who to go to um, and it's not just about like the women in particular, but also reaching out to coaches and to gyms um, and making them aware of how to either coach um, pregnant or postnatal women effectively and properly, um, how to speak to them, how to care for them emotionally, um, but also when to refer and, and where to refer to. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, give out... Spotting the signs of what we need to refer out for. 
yeah, yeah. Um, and I know in a lot of circumstances, particularly when we're talking about coaches dealing with pregnant women, um, particularly within like the CrossFit industry, like areas and within gyms like that, it can be quite difficult to have those conversations. Um, and it's, it's, they can be quite personal to have or, or very personal to have, you know, if you've got a, a client coming back in after she's had a baby, um, really to train her effectively, you need to be asking her things like what kind of birth did you have? What kind of trauma to your pelvic floor um, has, has occurred from that? Are you experiencing any um, aches and pains? Are you experiencing any incontinence? Have you been to see a, a physiotherapist? Are you still breastfeeding? How much sleep are you getting? But even just questions like that aren't getting asked. Um, yeah. And, and that's 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 crazy, really, isn't it? But you you know, if you weren't, if you're not a coach with that experience, then you're just not going to yeah, know. Yeah, that's it. You either won't know to ask, or you know, you'll get a new mum coming in, and she might joke that, oh no, I can't run yet because I'll wet myself. No, nah, and, and even even <laughs> even to her, it might like she might be passing it off as a joke, but actually inside, it's killing her because no one should be wetting themselves. And if you're in the know, and if you've got the the knowledge and the experience, you can say, listen, um, we can work on that. We can help you build up the strength back in your pelvic floor. We'll get, make sure that you follow a, a particular program that helps with that. But you need to go to and see a physiotherapist because there's obviously some pelvic floor dysfunction there. So we need to make sure that you're on a good rehab program specifically for that. And then you can come back, you know, you can join in the classes knowing that you've got a modification that you can do that's going to help build you back up to your running instead of coming to the classes and feeling awful because you're having to get on the rower again and not saying anything or stopping coming to classes that have got running in because you're embarrassed. Um, and it's that, I think there's a real fear, particularly from like gym owners of referring out or saying, this isn't my area of expertise in the fear of like losing clients. Actually, if you can provide your clients with somewhere to go to, to get help, um, then they're going to keep coming back to you because they can do the things that you they can do. trust you then. Yeah. And they, they, they can know trust that, you that, you know, yeah, that you'll, that you'll let yeah. them go, you, you know, you'll t- take them to where, you know, I think that that's like a You've good quality of any coach, like if you, if you, you know, because you've got to think this is my scope of practice. This is oh, like, yeah, this is the realm of what I can help you with. And if I can, you need to refer them out. Like if someone's got an issue with the body that I don't understand or is above, is above where my level of knowledge is, it's like, right, yeah. I'm going to refer out to a doctor, a nutritionist who's more qualified um, or, you know, movement. I could take them to Jowsey, a really easy one. There's, there's lots it, of things yeah. you can do. But I think that, Yeah, you would always just... send an injured athlete to a physiotherapist. And I think that pregnancy and postnatal training falls under that bracket in that if you've not got the expertise if that's it is a specialist area and there's a lot of nuances and there's a lot of um things that that come along with training within that area and particularly like the rehab and the recovery side of it that if you aren't comfortable and completely okay with helping that athlete don't wing it yeah. don't wing it because this is her body that you're dealing with this is potentially her body for the rest of her life and if you're like oh mate just run until you feel like you're going to wee yourself and then stop that's not going to help her like wow. you know or like you know or okay we'll never do double unders just jump on the air bike you know it, it's, it's like yeah it's like jump it's like going to a swimming pool and being like oh i can train crossfit so i'll, I'll take a swimming lesson you know I'll, I'll, I'll coach one of them because it's just fitness in it it's just movement it's just sport um, and I think the temptation is just to see pregnancy and postnatal recovery as 
just another thing the body goes through and it's just another way of you know it's just muscles and it's just it's just structure and we deal with that but actually there's a lot more that goes into it um and like you've said at the beginning and earlier on setting your athlete up for a really strong safe recovery is hugely important and if you're unsure of what that process looks like and what it involves then you need to find somebody who is so that's why people like me exist these specialist trainers that can either help you look after your client or can look after your client until she's ready to come back to you yeah and there's no reason why you can't be involved in that process like because you can you know if you're going to refer out successfully there's no reason why you can't be in contact with whoever so the physiotherapist that you refer out to maybe be in contact with them and learn absolutely and and it's it's actually quite important that you are in contact with them because you need to get the messages from them particularly like physiotherapists i have um so the physiotherapist i work with and i send her my clients first of all i'll say to the client when you go for your um when you go and have your assessment if you're comfortable like share with me that information but what i've also said to the, my physiotherapist is can you give her specific information to bring back to me so say like tell helen this or what she actually does is write it all down she writes down the diagnosis she writes down the rehab program and then my clients just send a picture of that so i know exactly what's going on we yeah. we talk and because there's no point in them going away and getting diagnosis from the physiotherapist and giving a rehab program and then me coming back and saying like okay, so what did she say? And she's like, oh, she says I've got like a bit of a gap in my tummy and I just need to work on it. That's like useless information to me almost. What I need to know is, okay, well, how functional is that gap? What kind of rehab program, you know, what kind of exercises are available to you right now? What can I work with you on? Yeah. Um, You know, and and, and if you're you're just, you know, someone who enjoys training and has been to see a physiotherapist, you might not know that the fact that you've got a, you know, six and a half centimeter genital hiatus um measurement actually has quite a significant effect on your training and the program and things that you can do but you must be like it doesn't matter it just doesn't mean anything but actually within what you're capable of and how we're going to rehab you it means a lot so it's good to know yeah. that information just like you if were... you sent a sorry go on, say, go just on. like if you if you would send a, a regular athlete to go and see a physiotherapist about some shoulder impingement issues that he's got when he comes back you'll be like I need to know exactly what this physiotherapist has said yeah. because I'm not going to make force you through doing a range of motion that's not good for you right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you were a new coach, uh, oh, sorry, if you were a coach who's new to training pregnant ladies or someone who's just had a baby, what's the first thing you'd do to start to educate yourself, would you say? Um, if it's something that you really want to, to focus on and if it's something that you really want Let's to just say it's something you have to because I think it's quite necessary as a coach to know how to train yeah. pregnant ladies. Well then, <laughs> <laughs> so what I'd recommend is that you go and get certified as a yeah. pre and postnatal coach. Um, there, there are plenty of online courses. Um, the problem is, and it's not a problem, but they're, they're mostly American. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of like the mum strong dream as well is to bring some of that education to a uk audience um mm. but they're kind of like you know like the precision nutrition kind of deal that course yeah yeah good that, course yeah yeah it takes you about well it takes you as long as it takes you to do um yeah. 
it's it's done it is done online but it's it's a certification and it's just really in depth um with that information but they're quite expensive so that's not you know about a thousand pounds it's not always available um when you think you might have one pregnant person in your gym however long you know it can be quite far between that sort of person in your gym yeah so down from that and probably in addition to that, if you are going to do it, is find a specialist trainer within your area that's near to you um, or even just online that you can speak to. So someone like myself, like come and come and talk to me about what it is that you need to know um, and, and where to start. And that's something that we can we can work on together, um, whether it's in a professional capacity or, you know, just a, just a passing kind of thing. But go and speak to people who work in that environment build a network so have these people within your phone book um and and alongside things like physiotherapists um and just yeah like there's so much information now available even on like instagram you know you can find pelvic health physiotherapists in the uk and and um coaches in the uk who just share such a wealth of information that you can go and and see and if it's the right information if it's correct information they'll back it up with resources um which is really important as well so in references so making sure that that is based on their information is based on like accurate information that's from either the royal college of um obstetrics and gynecology or um world health organization or places like that and actually built on evidence and, and and reports that that's where they get their information from. Um, so you know that you actually listen to the right people and not just some fit mum coach Instagram. So this is better than winging yeah. it then, Helen, yeah. Oh, my, like never. <laughs> <laughs> never wing it. Um, and, no. and speak to the person that you're training. Like, don't just be like, okay, I've read this, so we'll, this applies to you. Like, build that relationship and be like, okay, we're going to work through this together. We're a team through this. So if you come to me and you say like, oh, my pelvis has started hurting a bit, I'm going to look into that. We're going to work through that together. We're going to figure out what's best for you together. Um, but yeah, make sure that communication is always open with your athlete so that you know exactly the information that it is that you yeah. need to go and find. I, I definitely recommend that if you do get the opportunity to work with a pregnant person, even if you're not the sole trainer, you're not looking after everything, I definitely recommend that you go along with the process and try and get involved in helping yeah. the client because you will learn a shitload. Yeah, ultimately, you've got to have pregnant clients. In- yeah. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> Helen's uh, gone sideways there on the old Zoom. But yeah, um, she's gone. I think she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Right. Well, Thank you very much for listening. I hope this helps if you are pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant and you're worried about training through pregnancy. Um, if you've got any questions, please message myself or Helen. I'll be tagging her in the post on Instagram. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys, and I'll see you next week.